Welcome into the C Lab podcast. My name's Sam. As always, I've got my trusted friend and podcast sidekick and computer illiterate friend, Mr. Chris Vons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, do you know what? You, you've tethered me all week on this. Um, how, how many, no, I'm going to say now, how many emails have you sent me this week? Um, and how many have I had not bounced back? Well, to be fair, you've, you've had a fair few come through, which is very, very good. But you can, well, this is the thing. I'm the one that's sending the messages on your behalf, so you can't say nothing. You can't say nothing. Listen, folks, do us a favour. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at CLive. A little bit obvious, you're probably watching us on Facebook, so you probably do follow us. Uh, make sure that you share this post as well. Share it to all your friends and family. Make sure that they get onto C Live and all the fantastic acts that we have. Uh, on Twitter, we are C Live and C Live Enter One, and on Instagram, we are at C Live UK. Well, tonight, folks, the footy's back, but that's not what's important. What is important tonight is introducing our guest for this evening, and that is Miss Lara Simpson. How are you doing? Hey. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good. You a, Thank you for having me. pleasure. Now, you've had a busy day today. Tell the folks at home what you've been up to today. What have I been doing today? Um, I've been tidying my room specially for this podcast. I think that, I think that was my fault. I think that was my fault. I said, yeah, I think it's best if you were tidy up your room, please, Lara. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I've just been teaching on Zoom, like, standard day in the life of a musician in lockdown, really. Um, it's quite similar to Chris, really, because yeah. Chris has been, you've been doing quite a few Zoom lessons, haven't you, mate? I have. I've been working and using my technological skills to my advantage. Look, <laughs> yeah, I got that one in, Lara. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's taken me a while to get the hang of it, to be fair. Like, fair like, I think I've finally got it two months down the line. <laughs> Really? Have you noticed how tiring it is? Yeah. It's proper tiring. When I, I do a, um, a bit of the evening and stuff like that, it's exhausting talking constantly. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't really have a minute off, can you? No. Um, <laughs> you've got to always be listening. And um, the way you do with, it... I, with I, Wi-Fi, I, that's another issue in itself, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've done it where you, you, you're one after the other and you just don't have a second. It's it's hard work. I know, yeah. And um, it's, it's a funny one as well when they cuts out because it's hard to tell whether it's like the person can't do it or if it's just like on the, the frozen or if it's actually <laughs> and you just don't have a clue. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to say it's easier for people who play an instrument, but for, as, as a singer, it's very difficult to teach someone over Zoom. Obviously, there's, it, it's evident from posture to... Breathing technique, it's for me, I think it's very difficult to do it over Zoom. But I know some of the stories that you've been saying, Chris, of, uh, you know, children getting it wrong and you, you just want to jump oh, through I, the screen. I, I had a boot <laughs> one yesterday where a kid was playing a trick on me and he pretended to freeze. <laughs> and oh, I was like, and, it, and, it, and, it, and then I could just see him smile at thought. Have you had where they've been putting on virtual backgrounds so they'll turn up for their lesson and they're just like in San Francisco in front of the Golden Gate Bridge without any warning whatsoever? That's amazing. <laughs> you know? No, I've not had it, but I, I might start introducing it into my, um, my yeah. method. I was teaching a violin lesson and he was on, I think he was in space somewhere, maybe on the moon, and I couldn't figure out how to get him off, so I just let him stay there. <laughs> that was an interesting one. <laughs> 
violin though over Zoom because violin is very much like to do with the posture and things. So what do you do? Are you just kind of angling the, the, the camera so people can see your fingers mainly or? Yeah, yeah, as long as I can see them, I need to be able to see like the whole violin and all the hands and stuff. But um, another one of the problems is tuning as well with the violin. Cause, oh. You know, it's really difficult to tune. So I'm trying to teach all these parents who've never like even picked up a violin before how to tune a violin, which is something you don't even learn for like years after like started playing it. So that's been that's been a challenge. <laughs> I feel your pain. What I've been doing now is uh, every kid that you see, there's there's a guitar out of tune and you kind of got to match it and you're like, right, turn yeah. a little bit, oh, right, <laughs> bit more, bit more, whoa, whoa, stop. No, I, know. I know, I had one mum that just, just gave up and she just came and like dropped the violin off at my house in the middle of lockdown. And she like, but she couldn't go near me, so she put the violin in the middle of the street, and we were just like hoping no no cars would come and like, smash the violin. Yeah, you spend then nearly half the lesson just tuning the bloody thing. Yeah, honestly, yeah, sometimes, especially when they're like beginners as well, because they don't stay in the right place. But yeah, at least everyone's learning new skills, you know. Yeah, I started to a uh, a nurse who wanted to just have a bit of a change. From what's going on and um and mm -hmm. she, she got a brand new guitar so we had to tune in a brand new guitar yeah scratch first lesson over a screen yeah first she she smashed it and she can now tune in and she's 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 doing great it's brilliant good that's well, really good impressive so take us all the tune way back in. then laura take us back to day one picking up the violin what what inspired you to pick up that violin? Was it a person, a family member? Tell us. I honestly, this is probably the most boring answer I could possibly give, but I actually can't remember like why I, why I started. I just, it must've been through school or something. They must've been offering lessons. Um, and I remember at the very beginning, me and my mum couldn't figure out why I wasn't making any noise. Cause you know, when you have to put like rosin on the bow, yeah. So um, at the very beginning, we thought the violin was broken. Speaking of like all these problems on Zoom, yeah, we thought we didn't we didn't understand it. But yeah, then somebody told us you have to put this special thing on the bow, and then and then we figured it out. But yeah, I mean, I've just been playing it ever since I can remember, really. Um, but I think the reason why I sort of carried it on was definitely because of my teacher, because I just thought she was the coolest person ever. Like she had like this black spiky hair and she used to wear like gold shoes and she used to like smoke cigarettes. And I was like, you're so cool. And she, used to, she used to play for the Bee Gees as well and Shirley Bassey. Oh, wow. So um, yeah, when I was a teenager, I was just like, I want to be like you. <laughs> and obviously she was like an amazing violinist as well. Like she used to play in the Liverpool field. So yeah, she was really cool. But I think it was mainly her because I just wanted to be like her. So I just decided to do violin. <laughs> But she was amazing. She was a real inspiration. I think that's important. You've got to be inspired by the teacher, haven't you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. You've got to be inspired. If you're not inspired by the teacher, it's pretty hard to get the motivation. Yeah, definitely. Constantly. I, I, I think everyone has their, their own ways of teaching, their own methods of teaching. Um, but I think if it's fun and you keep it entertaining, that's what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Like, my teacher... We were always playing, like, she wouldn't just show me a piece and I had to sit there and listen to her for five minutes. Like, she'd, should we just play it together? And she used to disguise exam pieces as, like, fun pieces because people, you know, kids don't really want to, like, practice their exam. 
So she'd be like, right, I've got this really fun piece. And then once I'd finish it all, she'd be like, oh, and by the way, that's in the exam syllabus. So then I would be like ready for my exam without having thought that I was doing something boring. So stuff like that, that she probably kept it really fun. Um, so yeah, she was cool. <laughs> did you ever like like the school orchestra or anything like that or? or yeah. yeah, I was. I was in Bradford Youth Orchestra. Shout out to Bradford Youth Orchestra. And <laughs> Leeds Youth Orchestra as well. <laughs> Um, so they were great, and the conductors of uh, the conductor of Leeds Youth Orchestra was amazing. He was called Dougie Scarf, and um, he was really inspirational too. And he was like so invested in the orchestra, and like yeah, he was great. So I think playing in youth orchestras makes a big difference as well, because then you have like musical friends as well. Um, obviously, going on band camp, great times. Yeah, so I think that was that was a big part of it too, because I had okay. lots of friends who played violin too. Did you did you join the um... The Philharmonic Orchestra. So when I came to Liverpool, I joined the Philharmonic Youth Orchestra um, because I wanted, because I went to Lippa. So Lippa's more of um, a commercial place, but there's not very many classical musicians. So it's mainly um, keyboard players, drummers, bassists, singers. Um, but there's like one string player. Pardon? Definitely singers. I know a good teacher from <laughs> I wonder who you're talking about. <laughs> it's me, by the way. Me, I anyway, it's all about you, Larry. Go on, go on. I didn't. I didn't really do it until I did. Well, oh, um, well, that's the that's the that's the key point. I didn't, but I work as a four to nineteen uh, teacher, singing teacher, and then all this coronavirus happened, and then yeah. But anyway, going back to you, it's all about uh, the drummers and the pianists and all that that are more pop orientated, and then you've come. Up to Liverpool to join the Liverpool Phil. Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't, um, there was, I think I was the only violinist in my year, and there was like one in the year above. So I was like, how do I find all these string players? Um, so that's why I joined the Phil Youth because I was like hunting down people to play with, <laughs> and it works. And that's, that's where I found the people that I set the string quartet up with in the Phil Youth. And yeah, it was good that. It was good to keep up my classical technique as well, you know, because Lippa was very pop-based pop and stuff. So, so did yeah. you... I'm assuming that you brought your violin into that um, degree that you did at Lippa. Um, how how difficult or was it easy to be a part of that pop environment with a violin? I thought it was um, it was really good in a lot of ways because you were quite rare, like everybody if they wanted strings they'd just ask you not even because you were good just because they had no one else to ask <laughs> so like you'd always get asked to do like playing the shows and um if they were people like recording a song for a project and, and they wanted strings they'd just ask you so I think it was really good in that way but the the challenge that I found was keeping up with classical technique because yeah like Lippa is well you probably know it's all about like playing in bands and uh, like working in the industry but and you're, ju you're judged on that, which is good, but um, not so much on your, like, you Technique know, your classical yeah, 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 I get that. found yeah. it easy to let that slide a bit. So I, that's why I was, like, forcing myself to do the orchestra and stuff like that. Um, was it of benefit benefit yeah. to you? you? You felt like you got something out of being in the youth Liverpool film? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that... I don't know how else I would have met um, all other string players in Liverpool, really. Like, it was definitely a good way. Um, and, yeah, just the music was amazing. And we did this... We, we got to play in the Phil Hall as well, which was really cool. 
and the conductor of the film, the actual Philharmonic Orchestra, Vasily Petrenko, we did like a side-by-side -side day with them. So we got to play with the orchestra and then he, we did a concert where he conducted us, which was really scary, but um, it was a good experience. So yeah, I definitely recommend it to people who might be doing a more classical thing. Do you, do you remember um, the, the audition process? Because probably, I'll probably show this to people who are uh, wanting to go into the film. What, what's the process like of auditioning? I mean, I think I think the youth choir start, well, the youth choir was about 11 or 12, you could probably get in. But I, d I didn't know the orchestra side, so if you want to enlighten people about the, the, the Phil orchestra side, that'd be amazing. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what the age, I think it's probably similar to the choir, the age um, range. I know that you have, I think the oldest is 23 or something. Okay. Um, but I think for the audition, you had to sort of send in a brief biography and just why you wanted to join. But I know that it was just playing two contrasting pieces. Um, so it was kind of quite up to you what you wanted to play. Um, and then you had to play in front of like a panel of people. I think one was the conductor, one was somebody from the actual fail, um, and then maybe somebody who works for the Liverpool Philharmonic Company. So, yeah, and you just practice, you just play by yourself. It's all just acoustic, just, but you can decide what you want to play. And then I think you have sight reading as well. So they give you like an excerpt that you have to learn from one of the pieces that you're going to be doing that season. Um, but you do get a chance to like practice that beforehand. So just like a, for a little bit in the building. So, yeah, they were all really nice and everything. So it wasn't too scary. Fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just intense, I find. But I yeah. I hate sight reading, sight reading on reading on piano because it's like too much to think about. Yeah, but the more did you ever get pieces there and you think, oh my goodness, what is this? Yeah, um, um, for the yeah, I think for the first time, look at it definitely. Like, oh, how am I going to work this out? But you do get a little chance to play it through. Yeah. And then when you're in the orchestra, they do it. To do it slowly, like you're learning it over a long period of time, so it's not too scary. <laughs> well, I do my degree, yeah, obviously study these pieces and follow it. And for the first, I reckon for the first six months, I was just looking at it like, oh my goodness, all right. <laughs> and then at that point, you'd like, right, I know that I know what I'm gonna turn because you just look at the person next to you, turn the page, and you think, all right, <laughs> on the next page. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's easy to hide in an orchestra. You can just mime if you want and just hope nobody notices. <laughs> if everybody did that, then that would be a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be amazing. Everyone did the same thing. <laughs> it would just be the silent orchestra. <laughs> yeah, everybody had the same cunning plan. It's <laughs> an, an amazing place, though. When you, you go and watch an orchestra, it's just the most amazing Places yeah. to listen to music. I love. I, I like going to see. I know they have this special night. Some when you they they do the film scores. Yeah, definitely. I love that as well. It's absolutely brilliant. I think the last one I did was what did I do? It was Star Wars. I knew Star Wars was on recently, unless that might have been coming up. I think coronavirus is. Uh... Did one recently. I can't remember what it was, but we. Um, it was a great atmosphere, and it and. and I, I don't. I wanted it. I tell you the one I, I did want to see because it's my favorite film, and I was going to miss it. Jaws. Oh yeah. Jaws. Oh, that'd be amazing. Was, and it, I saw little Louie. You know little Louie, Rick, Rick's grandson. He he, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wrote about it, and I was like, oh, when was it on? Ah, oh, and I missed. Oh, it. Cool. 
I saw them do Psycho. It was like the night before Halloween, and they did the Psycho score. And you know, like the really famous bit when they when he gets the knife and he's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. That bit it was amazing. It was so cool. When I, when I hear the violins in school, it's like you've got to have the proper patience to teach violin because you you see the school shows and you, and you just get that lovely sound and it's just like yeah. you, and you just. <laughs> You've got to give it because it takes proper guts to get on stage and play an instrument. Um, yeah. And even if it's not quite there, you just give them all the praise. And well, it's it's so hard to. Um, to yeah. I remember I yeah. had to do school. I had to do a school, or the couple of the music teachers off in one of the schools I I I go to, and I had to do the Christmas show, and I had to do the flutes and the violins. For <laughs> um. How did that go? The thing is, only you would be called in to do that. This is the thing. Right. I had to get, I had to get some kids who were like, that they'd been playing a few years to just like help the other kids at. at, at um, I, it was, it was carnage. It was car, but it, the kids did brill and they all pulled it together. But it was just like, right, what can you play on the flute? What can you play on the violin? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I've that before. I've got myself into a situation where I've been, I think somebody must have been missing that day or something, and I had to teach like saxophones. It was like a big band, and I had to teach like, it was like saxophones, flutes, violins, and then something else. And I literally don't have a clue how saxophone <laughs> works. So I was like, what do you think you should do? <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> They're in a different gear, so I don't know. Flip side of, of orchestras and stuff, you say it's the popular side, and it took you quite far places, really. Ships is something that you've, yeah. you've been on. Yeah, I did cruise ships last year. I wanted to do cruise ships ever since I left Lipper, actually, just because I wanted to start traveling and earning money. Um, but it took me a while to get the right group together. Um, but now looking back, it's probably a blessing in disguise because over those couple of years, I got involved in a couple of bands here. So like now when I come back from the ships, I've got something to fall back mm. on. Um, yeah, we did a contract last year for Carnival and that was amazing. It was really fun. But we were supposed to be going away again with Princess, but obviously coronavirus had different plans. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going to happen because I don't know when the cruise industry is going to get back at all. So what kind of routine on the ships was it evening shows day shows yeah yeah it was so we did six days a week and we were playing from it was different sets every day but it was around 4 p.m three or four till about seven or eight and then three days a week we had three sets and three days a week we had four sets so yeah and then we had one set where we did like with the band so big end of cruise show kind of thing but yeah, it was really fun. So we got a chance to get up at the islands in the daytime as long as we were back in time to play. So that was cool. Um, where, yeah. where, where, where did you go? What was what were some of the highlights of your trips that you went to? Um, so we were in the we were in the Caribbean. So we went. So the carnival carnival have got like studios where they send the musicians for. So that was really fun because you get to go to the studio and then you get to meet all the people that you're going to be on the ship with. Um, so we spent three weeks there, and then, yeah, we were, like, sailing around. Each cruise lasted a week, so there was a lot of different places. But I think one of my favourite ones was, have you heard, do you know Cozumel? It's, like, Mexico. Okay. It's, like, technically part of Mexico, but, yeah, it's, like, a big island off the side. That was a really cool place. 
and the other what the best other one was um san juan in puerto rico nice. that was really cool that was everybody's favorite but yeah i was gonna say so the longest time that you were on a ship was no longer than a week or did you do longer stints on on the ship um so we were on the ship in total for six months but like you could get off pretty much every day for like a few hours so you, um, you were there for a, essentially away from home for a very long time uh, how are you, have you got sea legs how, how did how did you feel with living on the on the boat i actually really enjoyed it you know like the, the, the first time I got off the ship. So the first time I got on, we had to stay on it for like 12 days because there was loads of paperwork and stuff because we were new and we had all these jobs to do. Um, and then I, when we got off the first time after that, I, I was like standing on the pavement and I felt like I was on the boat. Like my whole body was swaying from side <laughs> to side. I was like, something in a supermarket. It was, so, it was really weird because my brain just hadn't like adjusted to the difference. Um, so strange. But then ever since then, I kind of like got used to it. But some people hate it though. Like my sister came to visit me on the ship and she was like, I don't know how you live here. She was, cause she, she could feel the whole boat moving like all the time. Even when you're in the shower, you can feel it like swimming from side to side. But I liked it when you're in bed cause it kind of rocks you to sleep and that was really nice. I was going to say, I've got friends of mine that have been on ships, uh, carnival like yourself, princess, uh, Norway, and they're singer dancers and they're dancing and singing on, on a stage when, outside of the sea it's like up and down i i can only applaud them I, i've got two left feet unfortunately remember remember that, yeah. that gig we set up sam and the, the dance floor on the band was moving oh. <laughs> now this this was a this was a gig we set up oh, i was hilarious so the stage was just like on the floor but it, it was because people were dancing really? oh, it was, <laughs> The band were like that. And we were like, keep going. Well, we were scared that the, that the thing was going to cave in because of how many people were jumping up and down, but it was fine. We were fine and we got paid and we got out there. On the ship, like sometimes you would be playing, like, and then it would still be in port, but then whilst we were playing, it would set off. So sometimes you didn't know if you were sailing or not. And sometimes, you know, if you'd had a few drinks the night before, you weren't feeling very fresh, you'd be standing on stage and you'd you'd feel the boat like moving you'd be like oh we set off early that's that's weird and then and then you look outside and realize you're not even moving and it's actually just you like <laughs> which is pretty bad only a few times Fantastic. but yeah sometimes we could what was going on <laughs> so you were part of a, a quartet or was it a an or a full orchestra on the cruises it was like a trio it was an electric trio so there's two electric violins and an electric cello and yeah your own dedicated show or were you told what to to play you were given all the dots tell us about that no oh no i wish we'd been given all the music honestly it was like the biggest job like so they they basically just let us play what we wanted but whilst you're in the studio they kind of came to check on you to see what you were practicing so they kind of have an idea of what you were going to do and obviously with the videos before they can see but yeah, we had to get all the music ourselves, so it took a long time, and we had to do a lot of them to backing tracks as well. So, but luckily, because I'd started the quartet already, I already had like lots of arrangements from the quartet which I could use. Um, the main challenge was like fitting them to backing tracks, 
getting the right keys and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, we just tried to build it up as much as possible. And then whilst we were on the ship, we were making new arrangements as well. And we practiced them, like, because we were playing electric instruments and we had nowhere to practice really on the ship. We used to practice in our little cabin and the cabin was like a broom cupboard, like, it's like where Harry Potter was tiny. And we all used to like be in the corner with this. And because I don't know if you've heard an electric violin that's not plugged in, but it doesn't sound very nice. Really? And we were all scratching away, like doing our little practicing. But yeah, we managed to add some new ones, so that's good. Now, yeah, it sounds horrible. <laughs> a mixture of classical and popular that you had to do. Yeah, it was a mixture. Like it depended on the day. So later on, we'd play all the pop stuff. And But then sometimes everybody would be off the ship and there'd be about two people watching us that didn't want to get off that day. So then we'd play something more classical. Actually, once we were playing, yeah, it, it went from like extreme to extreme. Like sometimes it would be like big, like completely packed and people partying and they're asking us like Cardi B and stuff like that, which you couldn't really play. Um, <laughs> and then other times there'd be like, literally I remember once there was literally one person asleep on a sofa and we were like, our manager was like, you have to play. And we were like, surely it's better if we just let that person sleep and he was like no because carnival has to have like entertainment on all, at all times or something but yeah it definitely varied a lot but we did a lot of kind of pop music and stuff must be so hard to transition to the popular side of music because it's such a, a, a lovely uh, piece and strings don't get the credit in popular pieces as they should if you know what i mean and it must be hard to make that transition so yeah. you've got to be a good musician, I think, to because most popular style musicians can't talk classical, if you know what I mean. You say, oh, it needs to sound like this. I know I say stuff to Sammy, and he goes, what are you about? And I say, it needs to sound like... So you, you're kind of trying to explain it without theory, if you know what I mean. It's really, really yeah, difficult. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it, it's definitely hard. Like, if you're just classically trained, like... You know, for the even if you go to something like a conservatoire as well, especially, I think it's hard to transition. But it's the same the other way, other way around. Like if you've only done pop, it's hard to transition to classical. Like that is quite rare that. Yeah. I don't know the two worlds kind of combine that much. I don't know, but um, yeah, I guess maybe like a place like Liverpool would be helpful for that because then you get involved with the pop stuff early on. I think I guess everyone's different, aren't they? But yeah. yeah. Ask what it was like to work with Niall Rogers, though. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was really fun. And how did um, that come about? So what happened was, I he was running this youth project um, where he was remixing The Freak um, with Rudimental, and they were just, like, asking young people to apply, and um, they wanted all different types of instrumentalists. So they wanted string players, brass players, everything. And I just applied for that when I was... <clears throat> I think I was in second year at uni and then I got onto that and then yeah that was really cool we're in the studio called Rack Studios in London and we did a little remix of The Freak and yeah it was fun but I basically just kind of kept in touch since then and um and then I just got this random email out of the blue last I can't remember when it was maybe like last year or the year before and um yeah Niall basically was like meet me at Abbey Road tomorrow at 12 o'clock and I didn't what? know why <laughs> Yeah, and I read this email and I was like, what's this? I was like, this can't be real. And anyway, it was real. Uh, but he didn't even tell me why he wanted me to go there. So, yeah, I went all by myself. 
uh, to London and I got the tube and I arrived like, at Abbey Road and I still didn't know why I was supposed to be there. And then I signed in and um, they were like expecting me. So I was like, okay, this is, this is not a joke. And then Niall arrived and he was like, hey. Um, and then he explained, he took me to his little studio, um, which is like at the side. And he explained this idea that he had where basically they had this project called 80 Symphonic and they were remixed, not remixing, they were like reimagining all these hits from the 80s. And one of the hits was Let's Dance, which Niall had produced originally. And they'd basically got in touch with the producers who originally did them to like reorchestrate them and make a symphonic version of these hits. So Niall decided instead of doing it himself, he was like, ah, oh, like I can ask someone else to like give this opportunity to somebody else, um, which is amazing. Like such a nice thing to do. Cause he didn't have to do it. He could have just used anybody, but he decided to ask me if I wanted to help him out. Wow. Um, Cause he'd remembered me from like the youth project before. Um, so he was explaining all this to me in his studio and I was just sat there like, act normal, act normal, like this is just act calm, like it was, it was bizarre, honestly it was like a surreal day. But yeah, I'm so, I'm so grateful for him, for that opportunity, because it was amazing, it was really scary, but it was, it was amazing to do that. So we, so he wrote the arrangement for that dance, the string parts, and then we recorded them like two days later. And I was in this orchestra with like all the best session players in London, like, and I was leading the orchestra and I was like terrified. I was practicing the part all day the day before, like on repeat. I woke up and I just played it literally on repeat until I went to bed, like stopped for like sandwich and then because I just wanted to play it well. Um, but they were lovely, like they were so, so nice and it went really well. So yeah, it was crazy experience, but it's really cool how he's, he really wants to like help out young people like he didn't have to do that but he really he's really like good like that like giving opportunities to people who are just starting out i guess <laughs> that's it i, I, I say though I, I will be honest i said to sam before we, we came on i said since lockdown started um i i'd say you have been the most creative person i've seen on any social platform <laughs> whatsoever um and we, we, we should help you to, to push it a bit, but the, the Bohemian Rhapsody thing was unreal. Oh, yeah. I I wasn't planning on doing the whole thing. I was like, I'll just record the melody of, like, the first bit. But then I couldn't start once I started. I had to do the entire song with all the weird harmonies and, like, yeah, the guitar solos and stuff. It, kept, it, it, it must have kept you busy because it was just, like, insane. The, the amount of work you put into that was unreal. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Really? <laughs> when you launched, you, you, you're uploading it. I thought, oh, a bit about him. I'll have a look at that. And it went, and I was like, oh my God, she's actually played the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning, I honestly wasn't planning on it, but it just, it just kind of happened. It's, got a bit carried away. <laughs> it's great that you, you are like keeping yourself so busy in this, in this approach because um, you've, you've done a, just done another one as well, haven't you? What was the other one you've just done? Um, yeah, I did Senorita. Oh, that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah by Camilla Cabello. <laughs> I love the little co didn't, they, didn't your sister write a comment on the... <laughs> um, sister, yeah. Sassy sister, Pippa. Shout out to Pippa. <laughs> yeah, she was like, because um, there was one note which was out of tune and I noticed it and I was, I messaged my sister, I was like, oh, I'm fuming about this note. And she replied to me like, yeah. What did she say? 99% um, successful, just as good as the coil or something like that. 
Yeah, classic. <laughs> no, but it's brilliant. And I think you should just you, what you've done in the lockdown. You've kept well busy, and I think it's a it's a credit to your your musical skills, really, because you you you're recording them, you're uploading them, and and people are seeing them. So we we'll try and share it ourselves as well on the C Live because it, it is it is brilliant. So uh, we we'll that's one that's actually escaped my viewing. So there's an extra view for you after this podcast. Um, so, you, so you must have a large repertoire then of songs that you've, you know, equated over the last four or five years that you've performed, um, and that's led quite nicely into this new venture with Echo Strings. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's taken a while to build up, but um, yeah, it's good when it gets to the point when you get a request for a wedding, and then you normally already have it, um, because it, a few years ago that didn't happen, but yeah. I've just it's sort of been building up over the years so it's good and, and we were kind of forced to get a load of new repertoire for the cruise ship as well because you had to have a lot of songs for that so that kind of like pushed us to get more and more so yeah it's quite and a it, big collection now <laughs> and, and recently we've we've used a new new live to uh, yeah. push things hopefully um we wanted to push it as much as we can um with with with, with the strings and it's how we all met really um because we kind of i was kind of on the phone and i was uh, i got this call uh, this this name came through right i need to speak to lara um let we need to film on tuesday <laughs> and this was the friday um and, this, and it was great but i don't know how much can we talk about this sam um i don't I, we can we can dabble we can dabble we can we can talk we we uh I haven't got the video ready, if that's what you're asking me. Um, but essentially, we had a guest on a couple of weeks ago. I think it was our first guest um, after our duo first podcast. Uh, we had Paul McDonough on, who is uh, John Lennon, the tribute for John Lennon. And we've been working with Paul um, over, the, over, well, the pandemic over these couple of weeks. They're trying to put together a new show that we have got a concept name of the John Lennon um, story. Now, that's not the final name for it, but we're coming up with different ideas for an actual show. Now, the show being a actual theatre show rather than a performance show, and Laura is actually one of the uh, violin uh, players that is actually on board with us. Uh, and, well, we're all in, you know, concert phases at the moment, but it's something that we... Are looking very much forward to, aren't we, Chris? We have, and we we did film a brilliant promo. It was a real fun experience. We had Lara was there; she was involved, um, and it was a real, real fun evening. And literally, it was it the week later. It was lockdown. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was just. We were because it was there was things brewing, and we were we were in the venue, and we were filming, it, and then next minute, boom! It, it yeah. was it was gone. So. It's something that we're gonna as soon as we can come out, we're gonna get get the ball rolling on it. And Lara, I know you're gonna be heavily involved in this because it's the the arranging side is, is something that's vital for the show to work. And I think with your your knowledge, um when you're knocking around with the likes of Nile Rogers, um you know we're in the right game to get the right person to help us to, <laughs> to, uh, to put it together. 
I, I've got to ask also, what was it like meeting Paul McCartney when you got your... your, your... Uh, uh, that, that, was, that was really cool, but I, I was like, I'm going to say something that he's going to remember. Like, I'm going to make an impression on him. This is my one moment. And then it just all... My mind just went blank as soon as I arrived. I just didn't say anything. It was like, hello, goodbye. But, um, Yay! Was that a pun intended? Hey, it was a pun intended. Chris, you like that one. I'm proud of that one as well. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, no, it was, it was a cool. show is something that's going to um, gonna kick off, I think, and, and, yeah. and we're all looking forward. As soon as we, we can and we can get the ball rolling, um, everything will be, will be announced and, and we will all be working on it but we, we we have the plans the plans are in place aren't they sam they're in place we just need, we just need to wait for this uh awful pandemic to be over um and then we can really push on um with with a really exciting project i mean as soon as as soon as paul and the well the three of us chris and i discussed about the possible idea of it being a, a theater show I was kind of like, yeah, this is this is the one we need to we need to push this. So, um, it, we are coming to the end of our podcast, unfortunately. Um, so, Lara, uh, this is your opportunity to sell yourself, your performance, Instagram, anything that you go and watch the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I need to I need to do some homework. I need to go. But if you want to um, sell yourself, yeah, go for it. Well, yeah, I mean, most of my music stuff is on my Instagram. So, yeah, I can tell you what that is. It's just Lara Simpson Music. And, you know, on the IGTV, that's where I've posted all my covers. So, yeah. And my website is linked in my Instagram, so you can have a look at that too. Um, yeah. And can I one more <laughs> I really enjoy with the, the whole creative household of yours. Even your mum's creative because she's making masks. Yeah, my mum started a mask factory. She's it's been, okay. Yeah, she's she's honestly made I think nearly a thousand masks since the pandemic began. Oh, fantastic! That's absolutely fantastic. It's great. She's a very arty person anyway. She, like she made her own wedding dress and stuff. Like she went to the art college, but um, this is where she's come into her own. She's just been a mask making queen. Well, I think <laughs> Sam and I are going to invest in some. So yeah. Absolutely. It's been great to have you on, Lara. We're, we're looking forward to doing the, the, the Beatles stuff and um, and we, we, we'll get this going when we can. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited. It's going to be a really cool project. Excellent. Well, yeah. while Lara is preparing herself for the final performance, um, I think we'll have a pop one to finish. I think. Um, Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's Sea Live podcast. A little bit later scheduled than usual um, as, well, we decided to, so deal with it. Um, on our, So please make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the information's there. Also, we're on LinkedIn as well. Uh, if you are a business uh, owner venue that has got some more information on when you'll be opening and you fancy some uh, entertainment for your pub, restaurant, venue, whatever it may be, Go on to our website, which is www.clive.co.uk. Have a look at some of the fantastic artists that we have on our website, including Lara and her quartet, Strings Quartet. 
echo strings if I can speak properly if I've got my teeth in. Uh, Lara, thank you so much as always. Uh, Chris, thank you, and I'll see you thank next you. week, mate.